0: Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56. This hour is brought to you by DeSoto Auto Sales. Here once again are Brad Norsworthy and Gabe Kuhn. Hour 3 is here. Sports Time on Sports 56. I'm Gabe Kuhn. Alongside Drew Barrett, guest co-hosting from ESPN Arkansas. Brian Deggis, of course, producing the program. We bring in our good friend, from Yahoo Sports and Spotrac, Keith Smith talks some NBA at Keith Smith NBA on Twitter. Keith, how are you? Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Thanks, guys. I'm doing well. Absolutely. So last night, one of my favorite stories, and I know you cover the Celtics very closely. Seeing ISO Joe out there, that was great. Beautiful midi at the end of that game.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, classic Joe Johnson. He kind of makes the pick and roll around the. The player got to their spot at the elbow and knocked it in. It was uh, one of those things where (laughs) this whole hardship stuff is bringing some blast from the past. back. it's giving some guys chances, and and you know as long as you don't put your expectations too high for any one of these guys. It's it's great that we can have a lot of fun with, with seeing these players get these opportunities.
0: That has been, and I mm. know if you're you, you got to find positives and all the negatives in life. I, I, I always I always believe that. But seeing some of these ten day contracts coming out of the woodworks, Brandon Knight signed hey, one. If hey, I'm over in great. Europe
2: right now, I'm calling my agent saying, "Get me in the G League two ten days. days. <laughs> hey, make it happen."
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I think there's a little bit to that at least I think you want to be kind of cautious because some of those guys in Europe are making pretty good money But, but yeah for sure if you're in the G League this is an opportunity Dad, this is really kind of a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You're not going to see this happen all that often. So it's been pretty cool to see.
0: So I think Adam Silver has really made his stance known about what they want to do with COVID. They're going to try to push through for the most part. And part of that is this shortening of COVID quarantine. Uh, What what can you add as far as uh, details are concerned? I I know 10 to 6 days is what we're looking at right now.
1: Yeah, what we're looking
0: at seeing the teams do is reduce the – Period, kind of almost NFL
1: style to be uh, down if you are asymptomatic and vaccinated, that you can get back on the court within six days as long as you are remain asymptom- asymptomatic. So that's something they're looking at. This is something the players are pushing really, really hard for. We've seen them all across social media, you know, tweeting things like "Free me, let me play," you know, those things. Mm-hmm. There, now there are a handful of guys who felt and you know were outspoken about it that. Hey, we should think about pausing this thing and shutting it down. But the vast majority has said, I want to play. We want to continue to play. The, the reality is they know there's a lot of money at stake if there's any kind of uh, pause or anything like that because we're not going to get all those games rescheduled. It's mm-hmm. not like it was last year with building availability and stuff. So uh, I think we're uh, you know, going to see them push through this as best they can over the next, uh, you know, at least several weeks until we get to a better place with uh, uh, COVID testing and the variants
2: of the Mm like. Yeah, Keith, I just don't see how a pause is really realistic. I don't know how the NHL is going to make up the the four- or five-day pause that they've put uh, on their league. Now, they're making up by not allowing their players to participate in the Winter Olympics, so that is kind of, I guess, something built in there that gives them some time. But as far as the long-term effects of this season for this COVID outbreak that we're having here in December, you know, let's say things kind of balance back out here in about two or three weeks. When it comes to the end and we're looking at the playoff standings, I mean, do you think that this these few couple of weeks could really affect which teams make the playoffs so that will be looking back and going, man, if they didn't get hit that badly and lose a few games there, then, you know, we're looking at a completely different playoff structure.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, in general, I think it probably won't have all oh, that big of an impact as far as who makes it and who doesn't make it. I think that'll remain fairly constant. I think we'll know. But what it is going to do is it'll impact seeding for sure uh, for some of these teams because so far we've seen, <clears throat> excuse me, a handful of top teams continue forward with very little issues, Golden State and Phoenix, they, they, they've they been fine for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, and then we've seen, you know, some of these other teams, like Brooklyn, who's one of the top teams, get absolutely hammered. Milwaukee's going through that right now. So I think what we're going to see is there may be some seeding impacts, and it's going to be uh, some noise when you try to build out different statistical cases and the like for both players and teams because you're going to have to go back through and say, oh, yeah, I remember that two weeks when they had, uh, you know, a roster with half or more G-League
0: players. Mm-hmm. Now, Keith, I know this this past week uh, with the Ja Morant thing and, and the fans saying that they're better with, with a couple of fans here in, in Memphis saying that they're better with him off the floor or whatever um, that, that job ja was talking about after the game saying he was hurt by it. I know you've probably well, – you joined Grizzlies Have, have, have you been into it with Grizzlies Twitter this week? Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know,
1: it's, the reality is I get it. Every fan base has idiots. They, we, we all know that, right? The reality is it bothered him and it bothered him enough to speak about it. The things that were said to him on social media bothered him enough to shut down his social media and walk away. Uh, I don't have a ton of patience for the people who said, well, you know, he's overly sensitive. He needs to, you know, not, not let that stuff bother. him." Well, the reality is just cause you have a ticket and you have an opinion doesn't mean you have to share it all mm-hmm. the time. That's just not, not what it is. And I, I, and if I generalize the entire city of Memphis and the, the area, that was not the intention. <laughs> right, the intention of was we don't want to, when you're a small market and you have a star player, don't antagonize them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and if you're sitting there and the idiots are kind of getting on, a guy like Tell John Moran shut up, says, yep. hey, we're better off without you. Yes, exactly. Tell them to shut up. You know, mm-hmm. we're gonna go get security. I mean, we see, we've seen players now, especially if they cross the line. Now, if you're just saying, hey, we're better without you, well, you can't get people yeah. kicked out for that. But, mm-hmm. but we've seen players, you know, go cross the line. I'm not saying get in fights and do all those kind of things because that's not necessary either. But, yeah, we just don't need to be pushing these players so much that they get so upset and then wonder why, you know, when they have the first opportunity they're out of town because, you know, because they didn't get treated well. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. One thing I would say, yes, I agree. Like, I, I think thicker skin, whenever you're in that type of superstardom in a city, you probably have to have it. You're going to have idiots. You're going to have morons in any fan base. Um, but I think something people need to realize, Keith, he is still young. I mean, you're talking about a 22-year-old. Yeah. You're talking about, yeah. about a guy who, who has not had to deal with all of this all of the time. Mm. He wasn't a big recruit. He hasn't been in, the star, uh, in that sort of stardom role for all that long. He's only been in it since he's been in the NBA. But he is young, and people need to realize sort of what they're saying around him could, could affect him yeah
1: without a doubt, I mean that that's the, the thing I think we forget because these guys are on TV every night or playing in front of us on the court every night and doing things that we could never hope to do on a basketball court, and they're getting paid millions of dollars. That, that gives us the right to say whatever we want to. They're still still human beings, some of them, as you called out, still very young mm-hmm. and still you know figuring out their place in the world and figuring out you know what it is and, and yeah, I'm sure as he gets older, things like that will bother him less. Mm-hmm. But for now, I think he's thinking, it, it, well, I don't think. I mean, he told us what he was thinking. Right. He was all fired up and jazzed to be back out on the court with his teammates doing his thing After what I'm sure there was a moment in time when he went down with that knee injury where he might have said, that, that's it. My season's over. Because it looked bad. It, 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 it looked it, good. And, and here he is back. And, and you got to hear even one is too many saying, hey, we were better off without you. Because also, it, that's complete ridiculous foolishness.
0: But what, but what it does sort of tell me is, I feel like that thought may have like entered his mind, seeing the success with mm-hmm. with them, with him off of the court. Maybe that thought did enter his mind. Although it's just, it's a foolish thought. It really is it's I mean, the NBA. You're playing against the best And I'll say this too: until because
2: you beat a team by seventy-three one night and, 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 and then you lose the next, it doesn't mean anything.
0: I'll say this though: until until the radio talkers and all of the guys around town we start saying be ridiculous things mm-hmm. like that. I, I think it it should be taken with a grain of salt because they're clearly morons and don't know basketball that, that that tried to make that comment.
1: Yeah, completely agree. These are you know probably guys guys who uh, blown off a little bit of steam had had a couple of and yeah, yeah, started exactly. running their mouths, Oh, right? Those ten dollar I mean, beers please. got to them. <laughs> that, that's it, right? They, you know, I I I've, I've always found the ten dollar one to do it just as uh, good as the two dollar <laughs> one, but but that's all right. Yeah. You know, I, I just I, I tend to think you know, yeah, and you're absolutely right. Now, if if and I don't know, I, I'm not there like you guys are, but you know, if, if anybody latched on to that as a real thing that this team is better off without John Morant, like you got to just stop, mm, you know, go away exactly. with that. You know, especially if you're you know someone covering the team day to day, you know, with that. But yeah, I mean, I get it, and I it it was it was the first time anybody on Memphis Twitter has come for me. It's been my my <laughs> probably favorite fan base. Uh, to deal with because everybody's usually very very polite and realistic about the team and and excited about what they have and we, we've had a good relationship but you know at some at some point we're gonna you know you do what I do long enough you're gonna trip mm-hmm. over everybody you'll
2: make time. up yeah. for it Keith you'll I, make I, up for I, it. I, I honestly feel bad uh bad Keith because I saw it and I, and I was gonna come to your defense with with a few of them I was gonna be like quit yelling at Keith he's a nice guy. He loves the Memphis. He loves, he, he loves this market. He, if, if anything, he's been too kind to us over the years. So let's not jump down his throat just over one somewhat generalization. And I don't think you need to apologize for generalizing. I mean, we whether you're in one market or the other we generalize markets all the time i mean we generalize philly fans we generalize boston fans we generalize new york fans so don't feel bad or don't 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 you don't have to apologize i promise you no skin (laughs) off of my back and no skin off of most people's backs It, it, it just it is what it is but one story that has been up and down is he coming back is he not coming back is he gonna play what's the latest on the kyrie irving front
1: Yeah, well, what what the news was was that he had decided to backtrack on saying can't be a part-time player, or we're not going to do it, and allow him to return to the team. And that was uh, done, as they openly said. We've got too many guys out uh, between injuries and and, uh, positive COVID tests and the like. So we're going to get him back in here. They've been very... worried to at least, I'd say the least, and uh, extremely concerned on on the uh, father's side on that of how many minutes they've been putting on Kevin Durant, James Harden, mm-hmm. and the kind of load they're carrying, and it was, we're going to bring Kyrie back, and then Kyrie, uh, because he's unvaccinated, he has to go through a different process before he can even report to the team, and on day one of beginning that process, tested positive for COVID, and now that sets him back. So by the time he actually does return to the team, they're probably going to be mostly out of the woods with all these guys that they've got out due to COVID, because it's going to set him back about 10 to 15 days because he has to complete the 10 day period. Then he's got to go through five days straight of negative tests to be able to return back uh, to the team. And then you have some form of ramp up time built Mm -hmm. into that. So we're probably anywhere from at this point, we're, we're a few days into this now. So I would say, we're probably two weeks ish away
0: from seeing Kyrie actually take the floor for the net. Talking with Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA on Twitter from SpotRec and Yahoo Sports. I am uh, I am very very close to calling it for the Lakers. I, I just I don't see it. Three straight losses, got whooped by the Timberwolves, whooped by the Suns. They're relatively close with the Bulls, but I the injury to Anthony Davis mm-hmm. and how he'll play when he comes back from an MCL sprain. I I am about ready to call it and just say that that this is sort of lost on me. I don't think the Lakers really have much of a shot of of winning an NBA championship this year.
1: Yeah, it it's no. I'm not going to argue with you too hard. Now I've
0: learned over the years that every time I count yeah. on LeBron James, I'm the one yeah. who looks dumb right. in the end. Right, and, that, and that's it, what that's what that's what holds me out to. I'm mean, yep, really going over the overboard. But 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 you're you're right. I mean, this is a flawed roster. Uh,
1: It's extremely top-heavy salary-wise, but there's no easy way out of this. There's no trade coming that's going to fix things because in order to make a trade of any consequence, they'd have to move uh, their best young player, Talon Horton Tucker, uh, and his value has fallen off. He hasn't developed the way uh, folks hoped he would. They don't really play very good defense, uh, which has kind of become their calling card the last couple of seasons. And then their offense, it just still looks disjointed. And, And as you said, now they're without Anthony Davis. Maybe this time off, um, as he works through this knee injury, gives Davis the time he needs to get right. Uh, that That's the kind of, kind of hope is all around. He'll figure this out and get back to playing. But overall right now, it's pretty rough in, in L.A. for the Lakers, and it doesn't look like it's going to get better anytime soon.
0: And and LeBron, for how great he is, 34 points the other night against the Suns in a 18-point loss or whatever it was, He he's great. But at this point in his career, he can't he can't do what he once did when he was with the Cavs, when he was with the Heat, where he takes over a game and just wins it on both ends of the floor. I, I just don't see that out of him anymore. No, there's a
1: couple things that work into that. One is it's what you said, both ends of the floor. He, he's not going to be able to go get you 40 points and play shutdown defense, at least not more than once a week or something in those, that range. It's just, he, he, he has aged, and there are signs right. that he has slipped a little bit. Now, we should all age so terribly because <laughs> that would be you know great for you know everybody else. But the reality is he's not that guy now. And then the other thing that uh, really impacted his ability to dominate games is when you go back to his first Cavs tenure, his Heat tenure, and even the early part of his second Cavs tenure, it was a slightly different game because what mm. happened was game was played a little bit slower. There were less possessions. So you could throw it to LeBron on, you know, three quarters of your possessions in a game and trust he was going to make something happen. You tried to do that now, you're going to wear him down. He's just not going to have enough left. And the, that was the whole hope with getting Russell Westbrook in there is now we've got the other guy who can kind of do it when, when LeBron needs a little bit of little bit of rest time. And it just hasn't really worked the way that they wanted.
2: Mm-hmm. Keith, uh, obviously I think Phoenix has just been the team above teams in the nba and you know sitting at 25 and 5 to the first 30 games you know off the pace of you know possibly you know catching the 2016 golden state warriors but do you think they could get to, to 65 wins this season or maybe a little bit north and can they keep this thing rolling yeah i think so i, I think um it they've been pretty healthy two
1: years in a row so you do wonder at some point is that luck going to run out? Is someone going to go down? That's a key guy. And I know Devin Booker was out for several games, but I'm talking a an injury that is probably season-ending. Mm-hmm. Dario Saric is out, but, but you're, that's a backup big man. You, yeah, that's a replacement-level guy for most teams. But if that doesn't happen, yeah, this team is really good. I like to say about the Suns, there's probably not a team in the league right now that knows who they are more than Phoenix. Phoenix just shows up. They go to work every night. They do their thing. They are so good defensively because they have versatile defenders. And then everything is cleaned up and protected by DeAndre Aiden behind him. He has become one of the better defenders in the league. And then their offense its just machine-like. And Chris Mm -hmm. Paul is showing no signs of Mm -hmm. slowing down. I mean, he he just kind of does his thing every single night. You get Booker back in there. Now you have the guy, if if they get the ball, uh, run out of Paul's hands. Booker can can turn it on and create, and then their depth is is it it doesn't overwhelm you with names, but when you actually see the way they play, it's really good functional depth. So that team is deep, they're good, they're they're skilled, and then they're going they're going to be a tough out the whole way. And I think the last thing I'll say on the Suns too is that group's motivated because they've spent a whole year or a whole off season in the beginning part of this year, all they've heard is well, you were lucky because the Lakers were mm-hmm. hurt, the Clippers mm-hmm. were hurt, and the Warriors weren't the Warriors. You know, you you guys got lucky to get to the finals, and I think they're looking at it and saying, all right, we'll show you who was lucky as we, you know, kind of rampage through this thing and get back there.
0: Last thing for you, Keith, and, and this is something that I've been curious about all year, the Trailblazers, I thought moving away from Terry Stotts going to Chauncey Billups didn't make much sense. They were trying to improve defense. They have not improved defense. They're 13-19 no? and 19 right now, 10th in the Western Conference, and the question for me becomes... How much more do you think Dame can put up with? And is there a trade out there that you're hearing that, that, that could happen where Dame would leave Portland? Yeah, there's not nothing out there. And the reason there's nothing out there
1: is because he came out and again within the last couple of weeks said, I don't want to go anywhere. This is where I want to be. It was, it was as uh, Neil O'Shea got, got let go, he uh, reiterated Portland's where I want to be. And I think Damian Lillard is one of those rare superstars who is, I want to win here. I yeah. want to do it here. I don't. I don't need to leave. His family is clearly very happy and comfortable in Portland, and that can't be you know underrated. That that is such an important thing uh, with, with with that. You gotta you know make sure that people understand that with him. Now, does that change in the next few years? Yeah, maybe by that point, maybe then he says, "All right, hey, I do want to get one of those rings." You know, well, what am I looking at here mm-hmm. with this? But I think right now, what you're looking at if you're Portland is how do we really fully rebuild around Damian Lillard, not a retool because that's what they've done for about four or five years running now is, all right, we're going to shuffle this piece out, shuffle this piece in. And some of them have worked out okay. I mean, you can't overlook the fact that they're basically a playoff team Mm -hmm. every single season. But this year it's kind of fallen off. And what you wonder is, does the interim general manager, it sounds like he has full carte blanche to make whatever changes he wants to make. Is he kind of walking down the hall to to, uh, the owner's office and saying, hey, here's what I want to do. Here's what it's going to mean, these major changes. And does he get that approval if that's what
0: happens? Yeah. Dame just refuses to cheat the grind. Just refuses to. And I I, I do respect it, but it's just the NBA nowadays is so predicated Mm -hmm. when when you're talking about legacy. And I know some people, some some players don't like legacy talk, but it's so predicated on championships. Just one would do. I mean, for he's him. a Hall of Famer. I oh, mean, I no think we can all agree on it, that.
2: But, but you'd always like to add that ring at some yes, point. But there's no question. You, you got to respect it. If The guy's happy. He's happy. Yeah. But- yeah. I always say with the ring stuff is, hey, I, I, this really
1: solidified with me with Kevin Durant is as long as we're going to judge players by the the first line of their bio is all time great player but never yeah, won a championship. Yeah. I'm never going to fault a player for eliminating everything behind the comma mm-hmm. and saying an all-time great player, and that's where it's left because mm-hmm. I think think that's where it is. But it also solidified for me, especially with a guy like Kevin Durant. You know, if Damian Lillard forces his way to somewhere that he really wants to be. We want these guys to win championships so we can say, all right, they did it, they got yep. the ring, but but in the way we want them to do it. We don't want them to go <laughs> yeah. and <you> know, <laughs> team up with these super teams and those kind of it's things because that's. That's what set, sets everybody off. But I do think, you know, we're, we're in a position where it, it's become a little out, outweighed, you know, all, all these other accomplishments. I, like Chris Paul, he's probably at this point, my, my guess is, depending on what you think about Magic Johnson and John Stockton, he's somewhere in the top three of all-time point guards. And I don't need him to win a ring mm-hmm. to put him in that list. Like mm-hmm. he, he's he's just there.
0: Yeah, no question. But Keith, we appreciate it, man. You can follow Keith at Keith Smith NBA on Twitter. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. See you and yours. I hope you have a hate uh, happy and safe holiday. <laughs> you thanks, Keith. You too. Thanks, Keith. When we come back from the break, it'll be officially time for our first National Bank and Trust Friday football forecast right here on Sports 5695.
3: You have opinions? The knowledge that I have matters. We want to hear them. Call or text us on the AutoZone listener line at 360-8255. That's the AutoZone listener line at 901-360-8255. Friday football forecast from First National Bank and Trust, a division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Real estate isn't something you purchase or develop or desire. It's something you appreciate, respect, and know. With real estate, there's no gray area. You either know it or you don't. First National Bank and Trust, a proud division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. They've known it since their beginning in 1886. Clients depend on First National Bank because they know real estate brooks winchester curtis gentry bill samish and many more can assist you in your acquisition of that hunting land farmland a construction project let first national banking trust make your dreams a reality 775 Ridge Lake Boulevard, Suite 140 in Memphis, 901 498 5763, or the office in Collierville, or online at FNBTMemphis.com. For commercial real estate, residential construction, or recreational and agriculture financing, let First National Bank and Trust help you. They're a division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, where I have had an account, been a friend, and been a customer my entire life.
0: It is time for the First National Bank and Trust. Friday football forecast. We do have a game going on right now. North Texas was threatening for a second against Miami Mm -hmm. of Ohio, but they got stopped at their four. And Miami of Ohio took over 27 to 14. Miami of Ohio is looking to put Mm -hmm. the finishing touches on this with four four minute offense time, four minute offense time. Mm. Take some some clock off. But our first game is tonight at 6 p.m. Of course, all of the all of the bowl games are on ESPN. ESPN has lock on all of those. Gasparilla Bowl, Florida minus six and a half over UCF, and I I know Emory Jones is playing. Dan Mullins out. I'm still gonna go ahead and take Florida minus the six and a half. That's dumb. I am. Uh you know it might be it might be these are tough games to pick there's no question about it uh it should be a, a sold out stadium but i'm going to go with uh, i'm going to go with the sec over ucf i just don't like what i saw from ucf mikey Keene's not very good defensively they're not great and Gus doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence
2: well i mean i watched georgia play plenty of times not georgia florida play plenty of times this year and they don't give me any confidence yeah i hear you emory jones is out the door after that's the fair. game that's for i mean he's literally Taking his helmet off and saying deuces and leafing. <laughs> Just beat Florida State the end of the year though. So that is that's not saying much, but okay. Yeah.
4: So Brett's gonna go uh right along with you and he's gonna pick Florida. Mm-mm. I'm gonna take UCF. And here's Smart. my reason.
3: <laughs> Emory Jones over
4: there is out the door and one of the you know, biggest places people are rooming rumoring him to land at is UCF. Exactly. It's an inside job. He's throwing it. Throwing the game, and then he's going to walk across the field and say, Hi, team. Whoa, this is a mu-
0: this End is of the much. game, he's just going to high-five mm-hmm. Gus you know, exactly. No, but if did we're it. being honest, if he we're being honest, coach. I, I brought that up. I think that's mm-hmm. a really good fit in Gus's system. The mm-hmm. only the only yeah. quarterback that ever really made noise in that Gus system was Nick Marshall. And yeah. Nick Marshall and Emory Jones, very stylistically similar. Obviously, not the same body types, mm-hmm. but good runners. throws of the football, not all that
2: great. I'm, I'm just shocked y'all haven't learned a single thing from Norris over the years. Everything's rigged. Everything. It's all rigged. It's all rigged against you. And y'all are gonna take Florida, so it's rigged. We all know
0: this. Norris. <laughs> <laughs> Love Norris. <laughs> Friday, we get the Hawaii Bowl, seven PM, of course, on ESPN. And this is the Memphis Tigers. It has grown to nine and a half, but we're gonna play it at eight and a half because that's what we set it at. Minus eight and a half over Hawaii. I'm gonna take the Tigers minus eight and a half. Too much going on with Todd Graham in that and that program. Chavon Cordero's not playing quarterback. I know that they had to travel to Hawaii. But Hawaii, that program is all over the place. We talked about the Twitter spaces mm-hmm. with all the players ta- speaking up against Todd Graham. I just think it's a, it's a dumpster fire right now in Hawaii.
4: Yeah, me and Brett both going to take Memphis as well. So group block, group block about that.
0: All right, y'all are smart that one. Saturday, Camellia Bowl, one thirty on ESPN. Georgia State minus five and a half over Ball State. I'll start. Um... <laughs> Hey, this is tough. Break down it's, that four three defense. This is, right. this, is, this is really tough, but I'm going to go Georgia State minus the five mm-hmm. and a half. I'm more impressed with what they did like on their the edge schedule. rushers. Yes, a little I do. bit better. Yeah, <laughs> very big fan. Good of, secondary. Very very good. Passing fan. game's better. Very good fan. I don't know. So I, <laughs> I don't know anything. About I'm sorry. Uh,
4: I'm going to go. Uh, I, well, Brett's going to go Georgia State. I'm also going to go with Georgia State. I think my little homie. Group uh, Your little uh, homie gets it done. Yeah, I got a little homie over What's there. What's
2: y'all's uh, group block record this year?
4: Not very not good. great. I, about uh, five hundred. Yeah. Okay.
2: I think we're
0: eh, that's not terrible. I think, I think in college football we're nine and eight.
4: That's nine not terrible.
2: Eight.
0: Me, Brett, and Dave usually like it'd be like years, years ago. Seventeen. We yeah. were like seven. I've and, heard the story. We were like seven and forty-two. <laughs> like if we all agreed, you could win
2: big betting against us.
0: So nothing on Sunday because we know who owns Sunday. That's the NFL. Mm-hmm. Monday, Quick Lane Bowl, ten ten o'clock. This will be an AM game, real early. Western Michigan minus seven and a half over Nevada. I'm going with Nevada plus the seven and Wolfpack Pride, baby. Going for it. Wolfpack Pride. I Hold
2: don't
4: up. I don't know what Nevada is. I, I'm gonna take Nevada. Oh, um, whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, What are you talking about? Hey Nevada. My grandfather is a Nevada <laughs> alumni. All right. My family is it is Nevada? From, it is pronounced I've Nevada. I've never
4: called it Nevada.
2: Then if you go to Nevada That's, and I, I, go, I, I, Oh, it's so nice here in Nevada. They know you're not local. Well, they will run you out of town. Good thing
4: I don't plan on going to. I have a cousin Nevada. that works for the
2: university. Of Nevada. The only
0: thing
4: that well, the I only apologize. thing that gives me the we'll
0: only, pack pride, baby. The only we'll thing pack that gives pride. me a little bit of uh, sort of throws me off about this. Carson Strong will not be participating, and Jane Orville's out the door. Also, the ah. head coach in Nevada. But I'm going to go. We'll pack pride. Regardless. Did we get a group block on that one? We as did well? get a group I block. are group blocking too much. This isn't good. I'm making so much money. I don't this like weekend. this. I gotta put in all my bets before I leave for Arkansas. <laughs> the other one on Monday. Military Bowl, 130 ESPN. BC minus three and a half over East Carolina. I'm gonna go BC minus a three and a half. Like what they have. Uh Garwo, their running back's pretty solid. O line's pretty solid. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure uh Phil Djokovic will be starting their quarterback. NFL draft type guy got hurt during the year. If he starts, I really like this play.
4: Well, group blocks are done because me and Brett, we're both going to take East Carolina.
0: That's dumb. AAC Pride. (laughs) AAC Pride. I love Drew's commentary. (laughs) So bad. Well, I mean, because I'm not making.
2: Oh, I'm sorry.
4: I'm sorry, I didn't read mine. I'm taking Boston College. Whoa. Okay. And Brett's taking stu- East Carolina. Oh, stu- yeah, I don't know what what was going on there. Get
2: your stuff together. Come on, bro. Really? Oh gosh. Man, it's stupid. What's wrong I know you're me, not man. working tomorrow, but at
0: I least finish the we, day strong. I know we got 20 minutes to I, yeah, I, mean, I know you're thinking forward to Christmas, clocked buddy, out, yeah. but we, <laughs> have, we have a few more minutes here. We got 21 more minutes <laughs> here. Come on, man. All right, NFL. We already picked Thursday Night Football. Um I think We didn't have the group block. I went Tennessee. Yeah, we did. Did no, we block. did have the group plus, block. Four. Plus a three-and-a-half. I, I three even nine. took Tennessee. Um, Saturday. We have two Saturday games. Uh, first one, 330 on Fox. Green Bay minus seven-and-a-half over Cleveland. I just think Cleveland's decimated at this point. I know they're getting a few guys back, but the way Aaron Rodgers is playing and the fact they're at home, it's going to be really hard for the Browns to go in and win. I'm going to take Green Bay minus the seven-and-a-half. I know it's a relatively big number, but I like it.
4: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Group lock. Yep. Group lock. And <laughs> Roger's gonna throw all over the field. I had to double check.
0: My
2: God. You know. Man. I mean. I think Alan Bell. I just room. wanted
4: to double check. All right. All right. I thought
2: Alan Bell Goodness gave me a lot gracious. of great advice of how to, you know, win back all the Christmas money I spent. I'm betting against you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> probably a great idea. i right. I'm gonna need a
0: wheelbarrow <laughs> to take it back to Fort Smith with me. Do you say wheelbarrow? Wheelbarrow. It's a wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow. Barrow. Barrow. Wheelbarrow. All right, anyway. Because you're borrowing. All right, never mind. Saturday, 7-15, <laughs> NFL Network. We're going to have Arizona minus one and a half over Indy. I like the way Indy's playing. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, we do. You know I like I like San Fran and the NFC. I like the Colts and the AFC. Yeah, Give we me do. the Colts plus the one and a half. I think they can win mm-hmm. outright, too, after Arizona coming off that nasty loss against the Lions.
4: Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Indy as well, but Brett. He's on the Cardinals.
0: No, he's smart. You know, Cardinals aren't going to lose three in a row. Guys. All right, now we got locks and shocks. I'll start with my lock and we'll go around with locks. I'm going Rams minus the three and a half at the Vikings. I just like the Rams are playing relatively well right now. I the Cam Akers thing, I really hope he doesn't play. Um, but if he ends up coming back at some point, I think the Rams really get a boost. But Rams minus three and a half at the Vikings.
4: Uh I'm gonna start with Brett's. Brett is going uh, New England minus two and a half over Buffalo. Hmm. And then I'm gonna take. Cin- like this yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take Cincinnati minus three and a half over the Ravens. Oh, and, I and
0: I, Sorry. And, Sorry. I'm <laughs> gonna. I'm gonna. I, the only reason that. Um, New England thing scares me. First time around, Mac Jones threw three passes. Mm-hmm. This time around, if the wind's not picking <laughs> up like that, it's and Josh Allen is is able to sort of throw the ball around, Bills are out for blood too this year. I, I, I think I think the Bills can handle it, but we'll see. We'll see. Because that's my NFL shock. Uh-oh. I go Bills plus two and a half Ooh. at the Patriots.
4: Well, Brett, his shock is Baltimore plus two and a half at Cincinnati.
2: That's why Brett Northworthy is the best mm. in the business.
4: <laughs> I mean,
2: it's plain and simple. When you make picks like that, that's why you're the best in the business.
4: Hey, I mean, all credit to him. My shock, Panthers plus ten and a half over the Buccaneers.
2: Oh, young blood, Ooh. you've got to stop this. Really?
4: Hey, why not? Panthers? hmm We just what, what, had what? Ellen Bell tell us how hey, look, Tom Brady's undefeated. Do we, do like we un- have, an, did, do we we have an
0: explanation for that one?
4: It's Cam Newton game.
0: Cam Newton
4: game. Oh, mm-hmm. we're just going to
0: Superman all
2: day? we so I'm
4: Cam. back. After being Cam back and taking game. a little bit of a break. Cam Newton He's back. I just got a feeling.
2: That's rich. I love that. I don't know. They put that Scam Newton jersey on old Bear Bryant. <laughs> so you know what I did? I went down. I poisoned yeah. them trees. That's what I did. Don't be putting Scam Newton jersey on there. Who's that supposed to be? That's the guy that poisoned yeah. the trees at Auburn.
4: On, uh, on the Paul Feinbaum <laughs> show. On the show. Yeah. They
2: put that scam <laughs> name Jersey. Uh, Paul, I'll tell you what it did. They Paul. Put that, they put
0: that scam name Jersey. We're losing control. Um, Paul, um, we have um, to get to I poisoned the trees. The I did it. you darn right. That's what I did. We gotta, you heard me, Paul. I poisoned them trees. We, we got to get to break. When we come back, we'll put a wrap on this Thursday edition. We'll be out for the week after that because of Christmas Eve and then Christmas. Here is in Sports 56 98.5. This is Anthony Sane for Sports 56 Grind Time. I want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Have a great holiday season and join Peter Evanston and me for Sports 56 Grind Time from 1 to 3 p.m. weekday afternoons right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56. Here once again are Brad Norsworthy and Gabe Kuhn. Back in on Sports Time. Gabe with you alongside Drew Barrett, a.k.a. Harvey Updike. R.I.P. Harvey upton. <laughs> Brian Dink is, of course, producing. Damn, okay, Newton. <laughs> Over the weekend, we have a lot going on on 560 AM, 98.5 FM. 49ers at Titans tonight at 7 p.m. On Saturday, we will carry both the NFL games. Browns at Packers at 3. Colts at Cardinals at 7. Sunday, 12, 3, and 7. Ravens at Bengals at 12. Broncos at Raiders at 3. Washington at Cowboys at 7. The Monday Night Football Dolphins at Saints will be on here as well. At seven. It's time for crunch time. Five left in the
3: game. You in yes. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. This is for all the biggest crush time. You are looking live. In your life, have you seen anything like that? Goodbye.
4: It's obviously crush time.
3: Hammer, nail, coffin, this baby is over. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, so good. Double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three-cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla. With even more three-cheese blend grilled on the top, the Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, it hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bowl food you can't get anywhere else. I learned
2: today that Rutgers has officially uh, accepted the bowl bid, and they will replace Texas A&M, who had to pull out due to uh, over 20 scholarship players being affected by, the, by COVID-19. Uh, Rutgers will play in the Tax Slayer Gators
0: Bowl against the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest. The only thing that concerns me is player safety there. They haven't mm-hmm. been practicing. They're going to have to hop in and go real quick and figure it out on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. That's going to be that's a quick turnaround, but they'll get a good bowl payout for it. Oh, yeah. So there's no question Got to get that money. It. What I learned today is the NFL and the NFL Players Association agreed last week to halt weekly testing on vaccinated players and begin random testing of a sample across teams and positions. But contrary to the belief that has been sort of uh, widely put out there, mm-hmm. the NFL chief medical officer Alan Sills, Dr. Alan Sills, says that infections are not being passed by those that are asymptomatic. He said, we've really not seen this phenomenon that people have discussed, which is asymptomatic people in the facility spreading the virus to others. As we've gone back and looked throughout the entire season, What we've seen consistently is that when people have symptoms, that's when they seem to be contagious to others. So very, very interesting, and it looks like the NFL is Mm -hmm. going to take a hard stance based on that. I'm all for that. Could have done without, and maybe it's
2: because I've been away from Memphis for the last six months. Maybe my 901 Memphis (laughs) versus everybody mentality is starting to wear off now that I've been – uh, in a different market, but I could have done without the John ja Morant story that we talked about today. That I know y'all have covered all week long, and you know, like I told, I was, was, we were talking with Keith Smith. Keith Smith, don't apologize, and don't you don't have to apologize for generalizing or even coming across like you're generalizing a whole fan base. And, and Although I don't think that was his every, I don't think it was it was either. We generalize fan bases all the time. Not every Philly fan is going to throw snowballs at, uh, at Santa. Not every Boston fan is a racist. Not every guy and not every Knicks fan loves to eat pizza and talks with the, Hey, I'm walking here. You know, we generalize people all the time in, in life and in sports. But as soon as somebody generalizes us, oh oh, don't you— dare lump us in with those two people on the court they were drunk they, they don't represent the 901 they don't represent Memphis that's not what we're about like why are you getting so mad about yeah, generalization cool. we generalize other people and it's perfectly fine oh that's funny it's funny everybody feel Philly throws snowballs at Santa no. but some, as you soon as two people get categorized as everybody don't you dare attack the 901 come on people You're, let's I, slow our roll let's calm down I, I just couldn't I, get I'm just get i walking in. Off, but I
0: couldn't get Get over the A. I'm walking here. Yeah, that's what they say although, in New York, although, right?
2: To, to, they smack to, to, the cab and they go, "Hey, I'm walking here." <laughs>
4: <laughs> Your taxi.
2: <laughs> Your taxi man. <laughs> Where's the gabagool? Hey, huh? forget about it, man. <laughs> no, but
0: anyways, um, man, you know what? Drew, to Calm a certain down. extent, to a certain extent, I agree. Not every, not but, everything's Memphis. But but versus I, I think I. But I'll say, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I think it's wrong in any situation to generalize fan bases. But we do it all the time. I think it's wrong in general. We do but, it all the time. But no, I, I, we, right? You can't group me in that. I'm, not I'm generalizing we. here. I'm not I'm generalizing everybody. <laughs> Look at you. Bryant does it. What I could do have it? done without Iman Shumpert was talking about Bron's move to Miami. LeBron James' move to Miami, if you're wondering. And he said, Bron knows he ruined basketball. Me, personally, oh, I oh, love the NBA thing. for the loyalty that I thought was there. <laughs> he basically knocked the fourth wall down. Basically saying... That he realized the fans wanted a championship from mm-hmm. him, and he gave them what they wanted instead of trying to be so. Monty
2: and wins Dancing with the Stars, and now he's got opinions on everything. Oh
0: yeah, he's always had it. Oh, I on loved whatever. him on Dancing with the Stars. He's always though. had it. Oh, he killed it. Didn't oh he? So oh my, my gosh, he won. This is the first season no, but, I watched. But he he's always been pretty opinionated. Yeah, that's fine. He's he's a different guy. But you know what? I, LeBron didn't ruin basketball. No. That's ridiculous to say. And I know some people will. If, older, it LeBron, it w- to this, we'll, if it wasn't LeBron, folks listen to this. If it wasn't LeBron and KD,
2: would have eventually done it. Somebody
0: else. Would somebody would have done it. It We, it we would have got, gotten here
2: regardless of where we started.
0: And then, honestly, if you're talking about LeBron and, and what he did, and going to Miami and then coming back to Cleveland to win a championship, I thought that there was something good in that too. He brought Cleveland there. at one and only champion. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was great. It really was.
3: And I know Cleveland, he had
0: to, he, This is for you. <laughs> he had he had to go and, and do it another way. And situation means a lot mm-hmm. when you're when you're drafted into the into the NBA. Because th- we know that the Cavs, Dan Gilbert, that's a bad franchise. Although they've been they've been good this year. Hey, they've been solid. Darlings of the league. They they've been decent. There's a lot to look forward to this weekend. Oh, Bowl yeah. Bowl season, Galore, Memphis, and the Hawaii Bowl versus Hawaii. Hawaii, yes, you have to say um, it like that. We got Thursday night football. Today?
2: Yeah, I got Thursday night football. Titans against uh, San Francisco and right here in about an hour and twenty minutes and on these very stations. Grizzlies over the weekend. Grizzlies over the weekend. Going to have some college basketball action. Really good. I'm I'm really looking forward to tonight's game though. Central Florida and Florida. It's yeah. an inside job. Me very and Brian true. to right. Emory Jones is throwing the Bingo. game. He's walking over to Gus. High five. Good job, but, coach. We did it.
0: But more than anything, we're looking forward to. Christmas. Oh, yeah. For everybody out there to get with some family.
4: Dave, did you ever say your holiday. most overrated movie? What? Did you ever say your most overrated Christmas movie?
0: I didn't.
2: What is it? Do you it? want to say it real quick in the next 40 I seconds? I waiting I, for I, it.
0: I, I'm going to get hate for it. I've been I on pins it. and needles I, I guess I mentioned show. it. I didn't Since say
2: today, it was
4: the Junior? most
0: overrated, but Elf. It's just it's Ooh. too much. It's overdone. Mine's Home Alone. It's overdone. Okay. Ah. There you go. Ah. There you go. Someone said Madagascar Christmas on the text line. I didn't even know that Madagascar
2: didn't know they had a Christmas, had a Christmas movie. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed it. Yeah, Thanks for having me. You're
0: going to have to come over to Fort Smith and repay the favor, though. Okay, absolutely. That's all we have for today this week. We are off tomorrow for Christmas Eve. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Keith Smith, Bruce Marshall, Alan Bell, and Bill Bender for their contributions. For Brett, for Bryant, for Drew, I'm Gabe. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Enjoy yourself tomorrow and through the weekend. We'll holler at you Monday.